The Canadian men are about to play in their first World Cup game since 1986. It goes back a very long way. You'll remember perhaps on Friday we spoke with George Pecos, who was a member of that 1986 Team Canada uh, squad that played in Mexico. They lost all three of their matches. They didn't score. So there's lots to, there are a lot of firsts that could be achieved this time around. In fact, we expect this team might achieve some of those firsts as early as tomorrow, today, already in Doha. It's already 8 a.m. Wednesday in Qatar. And uh, Team Canada plays, they play at 10 o'clock tonight, local time, at the uh, Ahmed Ben Ali Stadium. Um, the good news is they're playing. Alfonso Davies, one of this team's stars, is playing. The tough part is they're playing against Belgium, ranked second in the world. So it's a, it's a it's going to be a tough introduction to the game. Uh, meanwhile, there's been a lot happening off the field, as you've probably heard in Qatar. Lots of criticism of the human rights record there, uh, criminalization of homosexuality in the country, um, the fact that there's been a beer ban that came in at the last minute for some of the stadiums there, the treatment of the many mil- thousands of migrant workers who helped build the massive infrastructure that went in to hosting this World Cup, and corruption claims around its successful effort to land the game. So it's been a bit of a uh, difficult time in the spotlight for Qatar. Today, for the first time, though, um, or not quite the first time, but today there was news on the field as well um, that we'll get to in just a sec. But Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, has been there. He watched the U.S. and Wales yesterday draw 1-1. And he reiterated this idea that if Qatar is going to be welcome to all people, uh, you know, emphasis on the all, then he said to his Qatari counterpart that it is time to put those words into action. The Emir's statement that all are welcome here for the World Cup is an important message for an event that brings together people from all walks of life, nations, faiths, sexual orientations, races, and other forms of diversity. Now it's important to make that inclusivity a reality. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken in Qatar for the World Cup. Canadian members of Parliament today passed a unanimous motion condemning FIFA's decision to threaten on-field punishment of players in the World Cup wear armbands supportive of the LGBTQ community. Um, Let's head to Qatar now because there's so much going on. And, of course, Team Canada plays today. James Griffiths is the Asia correspondent for the Globe and Mail, who is in Qatar. He's the World Cup correspondent this month. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Well, eight o'clock in the morning. Um, it's Qatar. It's the World Cup. It's November. Uh, so many things seem so different about the tournament this time <laughs> around. What's it like? What's it like to be there? Uh, it, it is definitely strange. Um, I mean, you wouldn't know it's November, especially for those of us kind of from further north of the equator. It's thirty degrees uh, Celsius during most of the day. It's it's pretty comfortable at night, but it you know it, it doesn't doesn't feel like winter, and certainly it's not a winter compared to much of Canada. Um, but you know there is there is the first couple of days were a bit strange when we were waiting for fans to arrive. But there is definitely a World Cup feel now. You you see you know hundreds and hundreds of fans on the streets and and in in the metro and stuff wearing all their team shirts and there is a much more of a kind of international vibe now but but there's still definitely you know some unique uh facets to being in Qatar that make it a lot more strange yeah such as well one of the things is when whenever you talk to people and interview fans there's a kind of underneath the enthusiasm and yeah people are you know people are genuinely happy about Qatar and there are a lot of people impressed by the infrastructure and 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 you know everything's very shiny and it's very efficient here but you ask a couple of questions and people kind of 
reveal that there is a level of discomfort, I think, with being here for a lot of them. Um, I like Anthony Blinken. I was at the Wales game on on um, on Monday night and right. I talked to a lot of Welsh fans and, and we've had an even longer wait than Canada has. It's been 64 years for us. That's, that's um, right. And I <laughs> and I spoke to a lot of people who kind of said, look, if 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 we were English fans, if we were fans for a country that you know had a chance of being in a world in the next world cup or was in a, in world cups more often we probably wouldn't have come because we see we feel so uncomfortable being in Qatar and giving a kind of tacit approval to to this this country given all the problems that you listed off at the introduction so so there is that kind of that political element is really affecting people's mood here even even though they've come to watch the sport yeah, and it's, it's, it's you know, so often what happens, and I'm thinking back to the Winter Games in Sochi, the Winter Olympics, or the World Cup in, in Russia in 2018, that when the games begin, when the sport begins, and even the Winter Olympics in China, which you covered, I believe, just now, um, that when the sport begins, the talk about the politics tends to drift away a little bit. Um, but it feels like here it's there's been a sustained campaign to keep it in the, in the public eye, and, and it's been interesting to watch from afar. Yeah, I mean, FIFA president Gianni Infantino was was kind of openly hoping, if not predicting, that that would happen um, at his bizarre press conference he gave over the weekend. Um, you know, I, I think if we're honest, I think by the end of the tournament, by the time we get to finals, then yes, football absolutely will be that will be the primary focus. But but it is notable how how much this kind of political conversation is staying in the air. Even even as the original game start, you know, maybe if we get a couple more upsets, you know, obviously we had had Saudi um, yesterday. Um, if if there's another kind of similar huge upset that grabs headlines for a few days, that we might start to see it start to fade. But you know, it's I think the difference here compared to other places is, is exactly what I was saying: is that kind of discomfort that fans even feel that that you know it's not just human rights groups and politicians. Uh, kind of expressing these these things, fans feel it themselves, and and it's kind of palpable, I think, for people in a way that it maybe hasn't been at previous tournaments. Yeah, I mean, I spent time in Dubai. I mean, it, it's there. You know, being in the Gulf is a different kind of experience, even as a tourist. You know, you don't. There's not a lot of interaction between with you and the people who live there. Generally, uh, there's a lot of expats. Um, What's it been like? Have you, have, you, have you managed to speak to any Qataris about what they think about having the spotlight shone on them and hosting this event, this massive world event? Uh, no, <laughs> to be honest, yeah. it's been quite difficult to speak to um, ordinary Qataris. You, you yeah. see them at games, but people don't always want to speak. Um, you don't tend to see too many um, walking around or out on the streets. Um, this is a very Doha is a you know is a city that loves its cars, so most. Yes. Qataris are driving to the games and there are these huge, unbelievably huge parking lots outside of every stadium, um, which can often make it quite a schlep to get from the stadium to the metro because the parking lot's in the way. Um, but but yeah, so you don't, you know, but, you know, and, and it's and it's been interesting. I, you know, I think we there was a lot of fans, local fans at the opening match, the Qatar match. Um, and there were, you know, huge cheers for the opening ceremony, cheers for the, the Emir when he came on screen. Um, but we have seen kind of considerably smaller numbers attending matches since then. Um, you know, there are notable empty seats, which seem to be from local fans, judging judging by who's kind of not represented in the stadium. Um, and, and I think some of that is is to do with, I don't 
to them. Logistical things that people, you know, tra don't want to go through the, the the traffic queues. Some of it is these 10 p.m. starts are pretty painful for um, locals. You know, I didn't get back until didn't be get back to my hotel until 2 a.m. after the Wales game. So wow. you know, some of that is definitely definitely a, a factor. But but yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, one of the criticisms going into this was, you know, how much was Qatar really a footballing nation you know what was there kind of the enthusiasm and the local support for to host such a an international event considering where it normally is held yeah i mean from afar and i hope this this doesn't isn't the wrong word but it felt like a sterile event from afar yeah and there definitely is a sense of that i mean it's they've the qatar has put on a lot of stuff you know there, there are these the, the stadiums are genuinely very very impressive and that that you know they're some of the nicest stadiums i think i've ever been in um and there are these fan festivals there are these various kind of um entertainment events there's there's some stuff down in the souk but it's it's all quite contained in various spots around the city with with kind of large zones where nothing is happening in between and and doha's quite a strange city because it's so hot here during the day you know even in winter you don't really see people walking around so it that kind of increases that feeling of sterility for a lot of the city um and you know and also it's just it's a very 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 new city right even even the bits that pretend to be old like the the souk were, were built in the 2000s so it's, it, it, yeah, all of that kind of contributes to make it feel like quite a weird environment to be walking around in. We have to thank James Griffiths for getting up at 8 o'clock in the morning when he's going to be up very late tonight. It's 8 o'clock in the morning, a little bit past 8, 8.15 in Doha in Qatar. He's there for the Globe and Mail covering the World Cup. Canada plays late tonight, 10 p.m. local time against a very good Belgian team. I guess you have to put your you have to wear a couple of hats at this at this tournament, right? You're both sort of the uh the polit sort of current affairs reporter, but you're also a sports reporter to some extent, I'd imagine. Uh yeah, well I'll be filing color from tonight's event and you know talking to Canadian fans and, and seeing what the vibe is and you know hopefully you know, Wales got a point out of our first uh, appearance in 64 years. Hopefully Canada can get at least a point out of theirs as well. That's right. You had the late Gareth Bale penalty, which is always, um, which is always. I mean, you know, Wales has its talisman, Gareth Bale. We have, you know, Alfonso Davies, Jonathan David, some good players. Uh, have you have you met any Canadians there yet? Is there a sense of excitement about what lies ahead? Yeah, I've met a few Canadians um, who flew in. I mean, uh, Canadians, especially the the ones that kind of enjoying the weather more than anyone else, are very conscious yeah, of, of how cold it is at home for a lot, a lot of the country, um, especially if you're from the east coast. Um, and yeah, and people, you know, people are pumped to be here. I think people are, you know, enjoying the novelty of of having their own team to support in the World Cup. You know, everyone kind of mentions, oh, I normally follow, you know, France or I normally follow, you know, England or whoever. And, you know, I think people are enjoying actually I get to, you know, I get to follow Canada this time. Yeah, the um, what I what I was thinking about, they were apparently they were late today for their uh, for their press conference, the first press conference. They were the only team that were late that made news in places. Yeah, I mean, maybe not, maybe not the best omen. My, uh, I think our understanding is that it was uh, some something to do with traffic, but uh, you know, was was not not really it was something out of their hands. But uh, yeah, well, we'll see. You know, maybe maybe that will omen a, a late goal for them or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, what's interesting about about this schedule is that we're in a pretty tough. Canada's in a pretty tough group. And uh, speaking to a member of the 1986 team, you know, the World Cup can come and go pretty quickly if you don't make it into the next round, right? 
Right. Yeah. I mean, it's basically what it's 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 a week week or so that you you suddenly you play three games in quick succession and yeah you you fail to pick up the points then then you're done you're back on the plane home so yeah, yeah. it could be a could be faster than people realize. Although I think everyone's taking a bit of uh, heart in the fact. I mean, it was it was a shocking uh, defeat for Argentina today, but wow, that was. I mean. Talk about an upset! Saudi Arabia <laughs> beating Argentina two to one, and I gather because Saudi, you know, neighbor, neighboring team, a fellow, um, you know, from the same uh, Asian football conference, uh, there was a lot of support for Saudi Arabia today too, as they pulled off what was a remarkable upset. Yeah, I, th- I think that was probably going to have been one of the best atmospheres in the tournament because the Argentinians have a huge traveling support, but that you know was naturally dwarfed by the size of the Saudi crowd because you know most of them can can just drive across the border, um, or, or a, you know some some will be staying here in, in Doha, but and you know huge amount of Saudi fans who who you know never expected to to see that victory, so we're even more excited, and you know I think that that upset will definitely have, you know, maybe boosted some other teams who, you know, didn't dream of beating the, the people they're, they're up against and, you know, maybe will have improved things for Canada, Canada's mood as well. Yeah, it's a national holiday in Saudi Arabia today, I was reading. I guess playing these games late at night, playing them in December, the fact that this is in the middle of what is the competitive season in Europe, um, there are a lot of things about this tournament that are different and you get the sense that we could see some surprises because of it. Yeah, potentially. I mean, especially for some of these teams have not had the usual amount of time, you know, playing together that they would for a for a summer World Cup, a traditional World Cup that, you know, they're not maybe as, as gelled as they would be traditionally. Um, that maybe gives an advantage to smaller sides that, that you know, don't have uh, club or, or national uh, commitments that they can kind of train together in, in camps beforehand. So, you know, we yeah, we could see you know maybe teams looking less coordinated and giving giving opportunities to some of their rivals and, and yeah that could you know could throw it open it could it could a, a wales canada final you never know, you never know. <laughs> 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 if you put if you put a fiver on that you'd be i imagine you'd be a very rich person by the time this was all said and done so so what will you be looking for i mean in terms of the first match it's tonight at 10 p.m i guess that's going to be a late night for you but you're going to go there and Check out, see what the what what uh, what the traveling fans are like. I imagine the Belgian contingent will probably be bigger than the Canadian, much bigger than the Canadian contingent. Uh, yeah, you think so? I mean, it'd be interesting to see. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if if you know Canadians are are feeling a bit like Wales fans in that you know World Cup doesn't obviously does not come around very often with these countries. True. You've got to take 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 the chance when you've got it. Um, so I could, I could imagine that quite a few Canadians will have come, and and you know I think it should be a good support tonight and we'll you know be speaking to people about how they feel and you know what what they expect you know if if there is that kind of same level of discomfort as there was for some of the Wales fans about about being here even though they're you know keen to support the team and keen to kind of you know show the flag um you know a lot of people wish they weren't necessarily doing that in in Qatar right and no beer in the stadiums how's that played out (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, everyone that I've spoken to, you know, most of the fans, they were, people were pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty equanimous about it because, yeah. but mainly because I think everyone that came to Qatar had come in with the expectation that it was going to be really hard to get beer anyway. Right. So that, that added hurdle was just kind of, oh yeah, fine. Like we've, you know, we've kind of accepted this. I did meet some American fans ahead of the, the Wales game who were kind of asking people like, you know, is there anywhere we can, is there a, beer, a bar anywhere near here? And we were like, uh, not really. No. Um, 
and you yeah. know what alcohol is available even in fan zones is is incredibly expensive it's like 18 canadian dollars or something for for a budweiser so it's you know it's 18. even the places you can drink yeah it's it's 50, yeah. it's 50 reals Sorry. Yeah. yeah, not to mention it's incredibly hot, right? And humid too. So it's not, ex- yeah. Uh, James, uh, stay warm um, or stay cool, I should say. And uh, good luck tonight. <laughs> we'll be uh, looking for your reports. Thanks a lot.